Triumph, episode number 28. On today's show, I have the honor of interviewing Felinda Farley, a mother of seven, grandmother, wife, and entrepreneur. Welcome to Women Who Triumph. Uh, Felinda, welcome to Women Who Triumph. And what I want to say to you today is I want to thank you so much for supporting my mission and what I'm so passionate about is allowing other women and other young women and young girls and even older women to know that no matter what has happened in their life, that they're not alone. And to reach out to other women and just talk. And, you know, for for me, you know, we've lately we've been seeing so many suicides, you know, of celebrities mm. that we think that have it together, you know, and you know, if they would just reached out, you know, to the suicide hotline or if they would have reached out to someone that, you know, they trusted or someone that, that would listen to them, you know, I feel like it would have been a different turn. So thank mm. you so much for, you know my passion and, you know, supporting it and telling your story with this and, and things like that. So thank you so much. But, you know, I start off with, you know, what is it that you have went through in your life? And if you're like many of us, you have so many stories, but, you know, something that really resonates with you and that you want to tell everyone out there about these women and, you know, what you've went through and that they also can, come, you know, overcome it and reach out to you you know, if they mm. need support. Thank you for having me, Christine. I think about people who look at me now, they see Facebook, they see Instagram, they see me uh, with seven children, a husband that I've been married to for 37 years. And you know how everything seems so beautiful and perfect in social media that everybody's having a great day, but they don't know the behind the scenes story of you know, I was the first one in my family to go to college, and it was a big deal. Uh, my mother and her um, mother and aunts, most of them uh, were domestic workers. They worked in homes of uh, wealthy families. And I really had some resentment about that because I felt that, you know, they gave all their time and energy to these other families. And, you know, we were kind of left to ourselves in lots of different ways. So uh, I'm the first one to go to college. My mother really pumped that up. She had her idea of how I should look when I went to class. Well, I looked like that going to class. I did not look like that after class. I had on my hot pants, my haltered tops, my back on. I mean, I thought I was pretty hot. Well, hotness got me into some trouble. I got very, very casual about relationships with men and found myself pregnant. I tell you, before um, before ink was dry on Roe v. Wade, the whole pipeline within the colleges had it all set up to get us to the different facilities around the country to take care of our problems. So I found myself in the abortion clinic for the same reason the other women were there. And I'm telling you that um, that was probably probably the most 
traumatic experience of my life, and it really was the turning point as well. It was after that time that I started to really, like, seek some help and reach out and, and share with some folks that I trusted. And really, I, I really reconnected with my, my spiritual roots of really coming back to a faith in Christ. And that changed everything for me. I really had this pounding, nagging in my head. You will never have children. If you have them, they'll be deformed or there'll be something seriously wrong with them. Well, for those of you who know anything about my family, you know, we've got a son now in the NFL. We've got a son who is dancing at the highest level in the New York City Ballet. We've got artists and, you know, real estate uh, moguls in terms of uh, doing great in that industry and salespeople. We've got a house full of tigers. And so I look at that devastation and pain of uh, I consider a very poor decision in my life, how it has been turned for me to invest that I really was sent a man who loved me for me. And I've told Mark Farley over the years, I said, Mark Farley, I've been loving you for a long time. And he says, not long enough. So uh, the healing that has been in my life has been the restoring of a man who just loved me for who I was. I didn't have to put on any airs or pretend or anything. He knows my entire story, the good, the bad, and the ugly and he has loved me with an unconditional love. So I really know that that is part of, of my legacy. That's what mm-hmm. I want to pour out and share with other women, that no matter what decisions you've made, you can turn. You mm-hmm. can repent. You can just turn and, 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 and go in another direction. And I think that to have a community of women, especially older women who can share their stories and you know relate to the younger women, and, and bring some healing and some practical help to them. I've had that mm-hmm. circle of women around me, and, and now I want to be part of that community to bring uh, those things I've learned uh, to the front and, uh, again, be helpful to other women. And, yeah, and you have such a gorgeous, beautiful grandbaby. Oh, my gosh. She's stunning. <laughs> She is stunning. She is stunning. stunning. I say all the aggravation that you put up with your kids, the grandkids, make it all worth it, right? (laughs) We should have had them first. (laughs) That's what I said. I'm trying to figure out how scientists is going to, you know, figure out how we're going to have them first. (laughs) I know scientists are listening to us. You know how to do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, you know, I know you, you gave a little bit of message about, you know, Sharon, you know, but if you, you know, had one message to share with other women today that has a dream, you know, what would you tell them and to how to go after that dream? What to do? Well, you know, I really, I love the proverb that says in the counsel of many, there is wisdom. So I think that as we look in our lives and we see those areas that really light us up, those areas of passion, you know, whether it's uh, helping others or whatever those areas are, and to and to speak them out, because you never know in speaking those things out who you're going to connect with, who knows exactly the next person to uh, help bring that dream into a reality. So uh, I think speaking up, uh, not, you know, digging deep to find out what, not what someone else is assigning me, but what do you really love? What do you really care about? And then uh, I would say write it down uh, so that it becomes something that is in front of you and have a goal and to reach for it and reach for those people. Reach out to those people who are in those areas 
uh, and seek their counsel and then see mm -hmm. if you can't formulate uh, a plan of action. I love that. Now, my next question before we go to a commercial break is, if you had one word to describe you, what would it be and why? I would say the one word that I would use to describe myself is an encourager because I believe that is really what drives me. I believe it is a spiritual gift. And I, uh, I, I love the way my son in, in the New York City Ballet put it when his, daughter, when his sister asked him, how do you know when someone needs to be encouraged? Silas said, if they're breathing. Oh, I love yeah. that. So, yeah, that's, how, that's, how, that's who I am. Oh my goodness. I love that because that is so, so true because, you know, every day that we walk, you know, and it's sometimes we, you know, not sometimes, but all the time we, we, we need encouragement because there's just so much craziness mm -hmm. going on in this world these days. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. All right, Finlinda, we are going to go to a quick commercial break, but when we return, you're going to tell us a little bit more about you and, you know, we're going to learn a few fun facts about you also. Okay, okay. Whether you're at the end of your rope or feel trapped in a situation that's holding you back, I'm here to help you fix and rise above. I want you to know you're not alone. Hello, I'm Christine Kozachuk, your mindset specialist, and I've been exactly where you are. My motto in life has always been, do what you're afraid to do with no regrets. I went from a life of poverty, abuse, to success in business and in life. Through my own self-discoveries, the key to overcoming obstacles is to start with yourself. What is it that's holding you back? What's holding you back from your true magnificent self? What thoughts are swirling around your head that cause doubt and prevent you from moving forward to your life goals? Let me join you in your journey. If you can dream it, all you have to do is do it. And I promise with the right mindset, you will achieve it. Visit my website, fixandrise.com, or you can call me at 704-208-9561. And let's get started. And for a few complimentary cheat sheets on how to get started, visit my site, fixandrise.com f-i-x and rise r-i-s-e dot com and let's get started we are overcomers we are future champions we are leaders of our world we will never never stop we stand to the fight till it's over to Women Who Triumph. We have been speaking to Flinda Farley on obstacles that she has overcome to be the successful woman that she is today. So Flinda, uh, share with us about how you are the connector in the community in Charlotte. Well, I tell you, Gerald, uh, 
uh, Christine, the the fact that my mom used to always tell me that you're always talking to people. I think that when you are engaging in conversation with people, you find out so much about their needs. And I think that for me, that connecting is I'll hear something in that those questions that I've asked trying to dig into who that person is, and I always almost have a Rolodex in my head of people and resources I know that those people might need. For example, I was at a funeral recently and ran into a, a, a friend. I, I hadn't seen her in years. Her son has graduated from college. He is in the performing arts. He had moved to Los Angeles. Immediately, I had two people come to my mind. One woman I know is in entertainment law out in L.A., and another is in uh, that talent search and agency type work. Immediately, I could connect them together. So I'm always listening intently to the people around me. I've been involved with working with teenagers because, of course, I had a house full of teenagers. So I can uh, share out of the experiences of things that I did right and things that I didn't do so well. But I can, again, connect people with those resources that they need to help them get through whatever uh, periods of time they might be in with their family or in their business. Uh, I'm in networking circles all the time where I am hearing the needs and I know people. I know them. So I think that when you have some relational equity, when people already trust me and I recommend someone, they are going to trust that that person I am uh, sending them to is going to provide excellent service. And they don't feel like they've got to vet that person because if they already know me, it's almost, it's almost like they've been able to move to the front of the line. So I love that role. I believe that it is a trust that when you have a, a good name, it's very important. I think that we need to, to strive to have our name and our word be good so that uh, when we say something, people are listening and they know that they can trust what we're saying. Absolutely. And see, you know, I, you and I have known each other personally. We've known each other for quite some time. And the one thing that I do know about you, you listen. You listen to people of what they're, you know, what their dreams are and what they're needing to grow more. You, you really, that's one thing that, you know, in the last couple of years that I've learned is just to really listen to people because that's what people want. They want you to listen to them. And if everyone would just stand back a little bit and just listen instead of assuming what someone needs or wants or mm -hmm. want to hear, you know, but that's one thing that I know about you. You really sit and you listen to the people of, you know, you know, that's why you're such an amazing connector and such an amazing mom on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we are going to go to some fun facts about you, Felinda. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is my favorite. Okay. So what is your proudest moment in life? Ooh, my proudest moment in life. Wow. I think the biggest game changer was to tell Mark Farley I would marry him. When he oh. asked me to marry him, it was one of the greatest moments. You know, I had really, I can remember on our wedding day, uh, he had come by my home and I peeked out. I know you're not supposed to see the bride. And I had written in my little journal, Lord, take me to the depths of your heart on racial reconciliation. And I felt like I was being answered with, I am. I'm giving you Mark Farley as your husband. So for these many, many years where people would assume there's all this turmoil and strife over the fact that you're black and he's white, not at all. Mark Farley and I are so one 
in spirit and heart that we really are on the same page about most everything. And it's amazing. So, you know, we've been asked to uh, do something with uh, our church group um, this weekend dealing with this whole issue of race. And he said, you know what? It's not a matter of race. I just love you. And I see love as the most powerful, um, it's the most powerful thing in this whole world. And I always believe that love is going to win. So that's what I take into everything. Um, the marriage, uh, again, that incredible acceptance, that um, unconditional love, as we apply that in every area of life, that, that I would have to say that that is probably my greatest thing. And that the, the God is love. So I'm just lining up with who he is. <laughs> I love it. Now, what is, okay, my worst habit is? Oh, my worst habit is slacking on myself, you know. You know, I live in this beautiful luxury apartment now that has a gym downstairs, so I'm totally without excuse. I have a gym membership, and I've got this incredible gym in my building, so I just have to make myself roll out and get down there. So that's my worst habit. I think that I get so invested and so excited about helping other people that, again, sometimes I fall fall off the truck myself. I've got to have a grip on myself. And again, we've got Rita Garnto, who's always talking to us about to self-care. Rita. Yeah, I'm starting yes, to say Rita looks like Belinda, <laughs> just, you know, one step to the side, self-care. <laughs> self-care, self-care, yeah. So, now, what is your biggest pet peeve? Uh, people being late, you know what I mean? I think that um, when you have set an appointment with someone, you have really uh, scheduled your time, you have given them that non-renewable um, asset, you've given them your time, and then they just kind of are so slack and don't even take that into account. I think it's rude. I think it's bad in um, every arena, whether it's in your family, your personal, or especially in business. Time is non-renewable, and we need to be better at honoring other people's time. Mm-hmm. You and I have that same pet babe. Um, now, tell me, <laughs> <laughs> tell me your childhood hobby. My childhood hobby. Or your childhood hmm. toy, your childhood favorite toy or hobby. Hmm. Well, you know what? I think that, I don't know if you would call it a hobby. Ever since I was a little girl, I just love to talk to people. The teacher would move me to the other side of the room to keep me from talking. I'm like, you mean you were there all year and I haven't met you yet? I thought, oh, my gosh. Um, I have always loved talking to people, meeting people, and that always has led into other fun things. But, yeah, I would. I don't know if you call that a hobby, but that has really been who I've been since I'm, I was I'm a little girl. I'm sitting laughing because I swear I have a grandson Elijah, if you're listening one day, he's five. He's five. He just he graduated to the big first grade Friday, but he's the same way. He loves to talk. I mean, oh my God. I sent you a picture of him last other, other day, yes. but he just loves to talk to people. He's such a people person and he just, yeah. um, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> But you know what? You know, there, it, it, there's a proverb that says your gift will make room for you. Who would have thought that that little girl who wanted to talk to everybody and find out about them, I would end up in television where that skill would be the very skill uh, that I would I be know. paid for. <laughs> so now the last one, last question before we close is tell us a fun fact about you that nobody knows. 
Hmm. I guess I, well, I can't know. That um, nobody knows. He was. Hmm. That's got me stumped, Christine. Fun <laughs> fact. Oh, you know what? A few people might know this. Well, we've, we've, we've done this kind of changing our lifestyle in terms of what we eat uh, after watching that documentary, What the Health. And um, my husband really went hardcore. He's more vegan than I am. So um, a lot of people don't know that I'm now considering myself a flexitarian. <laughs> a flexitarian. <laughs> And a flexitarian is that if I have the choice and I'm at home and I control what I'm eating and making, I will eat more vegetarian, vegan. But if I go out like I did to some of these parties, you know, I had a hamburger. I had wings last night. I love that <laughs> flexitarian. If yeah. I decide, you know, at this moment I'm a vegetarian, I'm a vegetarian, but I can flex to the other side real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So we're getting ready to close. And again, thank you so much for, you know, being on my show. But, you know, the followers that will be following you and following me and that's listening today, what can they expect from you from the rest of the year? Well, I've had a um, I've had a dream like many of uh, my friends in the eWomen Network. Uh, there's a book in my heart. And so. Um, what am I waiting for? That's what Paula Lessos is. What are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. I mean, now you've got your book. So I know that there are stories to be told. I've got a writer who has sat down with me who says, Felinda, you've got to tell these stories. So uh, I would say that is uh, my hope. I would hope people would pray, encourage me to get on with it. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to you being in my book in 2019, I just released the one uh, called Letters of Love, Dear Loved Ones. So I am looking forward to you being in it in 2019 as a contributing author. So that's very exciting for you. So again, Felinda, thank you so much uh, for you know allowing me to interview you and you know showing women that you know no matter what they've been through, to reach out, reach out to you if they you know. If they want to speak to you, if they're connecting with you, if they're connecting me, you know, if, you know, whatever it is, just reach out to someone. If you're going through something and you don't feel like you can go through it, but believe me, you can go through it, you know, just stand in your superpower and, you know, just keep going. So again, thank you. Thank you for having me, Christine. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm.